on A to Z Sports Primetime by DraftKings Sportsbook. You can go to DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook to check them out. And if you use the promo code you see on your screen there, A to Z Sports, you can put $1 on any NFL team to score. And when that happens, that $1 will become $100 in free bets only at DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook. We're also brought to you on Primetime by Gary Ashton's team at REMAX Advantage, by Two Rivers Ford, and by Brimac Heating and Cooling. We will talk about all three of those other sponsors later on in the show. All right, let's start out talking about the Titans' bye week and specifically what we can expect on the heels of this bye week. We all know, we all understand how injured this Titans team is. They are so injured, guys. I'm someone that is around this team every day. I know the roster like the back of my hand. I have to have notes with me for tonight's show because there's so many injured players. If I didn't have my legal pad with me, I'd miss someone. So I I will be consulting those notes. That's how injured this team is. And so before we get going, before we talk about the impact that this bye week has had, I want you to hear from Mike Vrabel because he was asked on Monday about uh, sort of how much this bye week can impact the Titans. Here is what Vrabel had to say as we lead off our conversation. Well, I think we can get healthier. I think it is, uh, it's needed. I think it's, um, you know, just to, just from the injury standpoint, just from kind of, you know, where we've been the last two weeks, which has um, been very, you know, uncharacteristic. Um, you know, just some of, the, some of the things that we've done as a football team. But then also, I think it's going to be real critical to to get some guys back. It just you know, it doesn't look like you know that we're playing with the same same sort of speed um, that that we had you know a few weeks ago or three or four weeks ago. So um, I'm very hopeful that that it's going to help us and that uh, that everybody will be able to get uh, get ready here to get back to work for Jacksonville. We don't look like we're playing with the same speed that we were a few weeks ago. Hopeful that the bye week can maybe turn some of that around. That's what Mike Vrabel had to say. Titans, of course, hoping they can get some players back. But the reality of the situation is that though this week will be helpful, though they will be getting some guys back, it won't be everyone. And so we're going to go through the list. We're going to talk about the players that this team can and then probably won't get back after the bye week. And I want to start on offense. We're going to go right down the list talking about players that the Titans might get back after the bye week. So these are the offensive players who realistically could come back when the Titans face the Jaguars 11 days from now. Jeremy McNichols is at the top of this list. Jeremy McNichols has been out for a couple of weeks with, I believe, a concussion uh, that, that he sustained in practice. Uh, He is someone that could potentially come back if he clears protocol between now and then. And we'll get into uh, the impact of these players returning in just one second. But I want to go ahead and list them all first so we have that knowledge. Uh, I see that Mark Jones puts in the chat that Julio will be back. Brad also saying that he is ready to see Julio. Well, good news for you guys. Julio Jones is on the list of Titans players who we might see back after the bye week. He was placed on injured reserve three games ago, meaning that he would be eligible to be practicing and and taken off of injured reserve when the Titans return from the bye, which will have effectively been four weeks since he was put on the list. Now, the thing about injured reserve we have to keep in mind is it is not three weeks, it is three games out. But Julio Jones has already missed three games, And this extra week would be a fourth week. So Julio Jones is someone who could potentially return for the Titans on offense heading out of the bye week. Another one is Racy McMath. Now, I don't think we're really entirely sure what Racy McMath's injury is. Uh, You know, I don't know how helpful he would be, but he is eligible to come off of injured reserve whenever the Titans deem him ready uh, for that to happen. And then finally, Logan Woodside. He's not on injured reserve. He is on the COVID reserve list. Uh, He is, of course, eligible to come back next week. Woodside missed the Titans game against the Patriots. Kevin Hogan was pulled off of the practice squad to be Ryan Tannehill's 
backup. So that's really it offensively. Just those uh, those four guys, Jeremy McNichols, Julio Jones, Racy McMath, and Logan Woodside. So let's talk about the impact of potentially getting those guys back. Now, Woodside, he's the backup quarterback, so that's obviously right, not really any juice there. McMath has been mostly a special teams guy, so you're not really getting juice from him. But I, I think the Titans could get something from, and I think you all would agree, is, of course, Julio Jones, but also uh, Jeremy McNichols. Now, it's a fair question to ask, has Dontrell Hilliard, with his performances over the last couple of weeks, surpassed Jeremy McNichols as the Titans' preferred you know, smaller pass-catching running back? I don't know if that's the case. This team has shown a lot of trust and faith in Jeremy McNichols, but... For the first couple of weeks when Derrick Henry was out and, and McNichols was getting opportunities, he wasn't really doing anything with them. So we'll certainly be interested to see how this running back rotation shakes out. But obviously, as you guys are pointing out in the chat, and you guys are saying Nate Davis, I, I apologize for whatever reason. he didn't. You know, when you have so many injured players, again, for if, if you're just joining us, I have to have a cheat sheet tonight because there's so many injured players. And I'm, I still missed one. I still miss one. Nate Davis, as you guys, I got to give credit where credit is due. Brock pointing out Nate Davis. Lewis pointing out Nate Davis, who is in the concussion protocol. He is eligible, obviously, to play this week, assuming that he, or, or next week, assuming that clears the protocol. That would obviously be a boost, although I think Aaron Brewer, who has been filling in for Davis at right guard, has not done that bad of a job. But obviously, when you look at this list, as you guys are pointing out in the chat, Julio Jones is the impact player here because when you have Julio Jones out there, even if it's just Julio, right? We talked all offseason about pick your poison with Julio Jones and Derrick Henry and A.J. Brown. Even if it's just Julio Jones this week for the Titans of, the, you know, those three guys, that's still a big difference from, you know, Nick Westbrook, who admittedly has played well, but, but be behind him, right, Des Fitzpatrick, Chester Rogers, Anthony Ferpser, it ain't it, guys. So, obviously, Julio Jones would have a huge impact on the Titans uh, if he were to come back this week. And let's not forget that Julio Jones has been unavailable a lot this year, and it's been uh, disappointing, certainly. But when he has been out there, he has been someone who has made plays for this team. So clearly it would be a welcome sight for Ryan Tannehill to get Julio Jones back this week. Now, moving on to the defensive side of the ball, talking about some guys that the Titans can get back this week. This list is a little bigger and probably a little bit more impactful than the offensive guys who have a realistic shot at getting healthy over the bye. This list is Rashawn Evans, David Long, Dane Crookshake. Jack Rabbit Jenkins, potentially, uh, Tier Tart, and Kevin Byard, who is on the COVID list. Also, Ola Adani, who missed the Titans game against the New England Patriots. So, you know, clearly some, some interesting names on that list. I think the Titans have really missed Tier Tart. Him and Bud Dupree both being out has been a really big blow to their defensive front. Um, but I think. For, for me, looking at this list, the players that you really hope the bye can bring back are Rashawn Evans and David Long. Here's why. Because Evans and David Long. Here's why. Because not only are Rashawn Evans and David Long banged up, Monty Rice is too. He's the third guy. So if all three of those guys are out again, you'd be left with Jayon Brown, who's fine. Not bad. And the likes of like, Nick DeZubnar, and uh, and I can't even remember his name. The guy who forced the fumble, Carter, I believe is his last name. That's the point we're at, guys. Someone like me who, who, who's, who covers this team is there every day can't even name for you the starters at some positions. Nick, I want to say his name's Nick Carter. I, I, that, that sounds right to me. But that's where this team is if David Long and Rashad Evans can't play. And inside linebackers coach – Jim Haslett was asked about those guys, and he said, Dylan Cole, thank you. 
Dylan Cole, not Dylan Carter. I appreciate everyone in the chat helping me out with that one. Yes, Dylan Cole. But uh, Jim Haslett was talking about how, you know, Titans hope to have Long and Evans back. He said they're progressing. But these are both players who've been out for a month. Uh, and, and, you know, Evans has his problems, but Long in particular was sort of playing with his hair on fire, right, before he got hurt. And so I think having him back would be a really big boost to this defense that has struggled over the last couple of weeks. I think that if David Long plays against the New England Patriots on Sunday and if David Long plays against the Houston Texans the week before that, I think the story of those games becomes a lot different because Long has proven to be a true impact player for the Titans on defense. <laughs> I'm, I'm laughing at the comment that Dre has put into the chat. Uh, let, let's let's get to Jackrabbit Janoris Jenkins because Dre says Jenkins needs to sit out for another bye. Jenkins hasn't played very well for the Titans this year. He's just sort of existed. So Ian Rappaport tweeted last or a few days ago about Jackrabbit Janoris Jenkins. This is what Rap Sheet tweeted. He said, Jackrabbit Jenkins received negative x-rays on his ankle per me and Mike Giardi. He does have a foot slash ankle sprain that likely causes him to miss some time, but AIR, I almost said AR, IR may not be necessary. So, you know, potentially Jackrabbit Jenkins could play this week. He is technically eligible, and we're not sure what the extent of the injury is. But but that tweet from, from Rappaport makes it sound like Jackrabbit is probably going to sit out. Now, as you guys, as, as Dre just pointed out so hilariously, and as Roy is also pointing out here in the chat, you know, Jenkins needs to sit period. Jenkins had been great for the Titans. Brock, Brock says Jenkins was flat out awful weeks one to three. Since then, he has been better. Not amazing, but not bad either. There have been bad moments, certainly, with Jenkins, but I don't think overall it's been bad. I think it was Monday uh, someone asked, uh, you know, who's was Janoris Jenkins or Jonathan Joseph worse for the Titans? And the answer to that is pretty easily Jonathan Joseph was was way worse than Janoris Jenkins. So he's passable. He's a starting level player. Uh, you would like to have him out there, but he could potentially return this week. Dane Crookshank eligible to come off of IR should he uh, be ready to do that. He has sat out the three games he needed to sit out. We talked about Tier Tart, uh, you know, being potentially available. He hadn't played the last couple of weeks. He missed the Patriots game. The Front four has taken a big step back without him being out there. And then finally, uh, Kevin Byard could come off of the COVID list. And Ola Adani, who missed the Titans game last week against the Patriots with an injury, could also play. And they're very thin at edge. They've got good starters in Dupree and Landry, but Dupree is hurt. And um, beyond that, it's not a whole lot. Derek Roberson hitting good. Rashad Weaver's hurt. Um so, yeah, you would love to have Ola just for the depth. Roy says didn't Farley play Sunday. Uh, are we talking about Caleb Farley or Matthias Farley? Because um, I believe Matthias Farley played. Caleb Farley has been out for some time with a severe knee injury, I believe a torn ACL. So that's really it. Those are the players that the bye week can help. And... You know, I'm interested to see what you guys think in the chat because there has been a lot made about this bye week in the sense of, you know, man, the bye week's coming at a great time. This team's going to have a chance to take a break and get healthy and come out of the bye week. But, you know, this really isn't a great list. You have Julio Jones, you have David Long. That's great. Those are two impact players that could come back. But I don't know what Jeremy McNichols, Racy McMath, Rashawn Evans and Dane Crookshank are doing for this team if they come back. You know, I don't know what Jack Rabbit Jenkins' difference is going to be. Or, you know, Tear Tart is probably an impact guy, but it's not a great list. And it gets, you know, maybe concerning isn't the right word, but you gain even more perspective and understanding when you take a look at the list of players who won't come back. And that's where we're going to transition now because the list of players who aren't coming back this week is a whole lot bigger. And so let's start offensively 
with the players who aren't coming back for the Titans after the bye week? We'll just start with Cam Batson because I saw someone put his name in the chat. Camario says he misses Cameron Batson. He's done. He suffered a severe injury. I want to say it was a, an ACL tear uh, that, that knocked him out. Obviously, Derek Henry is not coming back this week and, and probably is still several weeks away from a return there. Darrington Evans is on injured reserve for the second time this season, meaning he is done. Not that he you know made an impact when he was out there anyway. The big doozy is A.J. Brown. He's not back this week. He still has to miss two more games. He missed the Patriots game. That was his first game on injured reserve. A.J. Brown still has two more to go. And so you're not getting A.J. Brown back this week. Let's see. Uh, you're not getting Marcus Johnson back. He's done for the year after being placed on IR for the second time. So those are offensive players who aren't coming back next week. No Derrick Henry, no Darrington Evans, no A.J. Brown, Marcus Johnson, or Cameron Batson. Clearly, A.J. is the big name on there. Uh, yeah, Kenyatta, I believe you're right. AJ Brown won't be back until after the Steelers game. He's still got to, um, he's still got two games to go on IR. And Corey, I, I, I get the direction of this comment. Corey says Darrington Evans should be done on the team. I get that he's been severely disappointing and unreliable, but they're paying him nothing. So you might as well keep him in camp. Uh, that just makes sense. Now, what we should have talked about in terms of guys who could be available after the buy is Golden Tate. I've seen a few people comment about Golden Tate. Mark says if Golden Tate can contribute. That would be a huge plus. Bob asks, what is Golden Tate's status? Um, and, and Lewis also brought up Golden Tate. He says Julio and Golden Tate can beat the Jaguars. So the status with Golden Tate is, you know, the reason he didn't play on Sunday is just because he didn't have enough time to get engrossed in the playbook. Uh, Rob Moore brought that up, who's the wide receiver coach for the Titans. Mike Vrabel brought that up. That yeah, I believe Golden Tate was brought in on, on Tuesday or Wednesday last week. And that's just not enough time. It's too quick a turnaround when, when you're having to learn all these different plays. You know, I don't know what kind of impact Golden Tate can make. I don't know what he has left in the tank. There's a reason that he was a free agent you know, around Thanksgiving. Uh, but I certainly think we'll be able to play moving forward. That is one thing this extra week can do is give Golden Tate a chance to get back. Teddy asks about Julio. We talked about him in, in our first sort of topic, which was players who could come back for the Titans. Julio is eligible to come off of injured reserve uh, any time now, whenever the Titans deem him ready to practice. But, you know, again, looking at the offense and the players who can't come back the, the doozies are Derrick Henry. We know he's not back for a while. And A.J. Brown still has two weeks left to sit out. Moving on to the defense, players who won't be coming back after the bye week, or at least right after the bye week. Bud Dupree is on injured reserve. He still has one more game to go before he can come off of IR. Rashad Weaver towards ACL, so he's done. Monty Rice was just placed on IR, I believe, Monday or Tuesday. And so Monty Rice has at least three games out at this point. Caleb Barley tore his ACL. He's done. Chris Jackson, the cornerback, still has two weeks to go after missing one game on injured reserve. Um, and, and that's it. That's the list of defensive players who won't be coming back. The doozies on that list are, of course, Bud Dupree, and um, but Bud Dupree and who's the other doozy that I'm forgetting here? Well, really, that's the only one, you know, now that I think about it, because Bayard's going to come back from COVID. You might get Ola Daney back, Tier Tart back potentially. You know, Bud Dupree's really the, the only doozy there. So, you know, as we have this conversation, because I'm kind of figuring this out with you guys, right, as we discuss and think about these players and, and, you know, I, I'm giving you my takes, and I'm also interested in what you guys are putting in the chat. And, and so I think what we have perhaps discovered is that the defense is going to be getting a much bigger boost from the bye week than the offense will because, um, you know, you're not getting Bud Dupree back, but you are getting uh, David Long and Rashawn Evans back. And I think, you know, the offense for the Titans has perhaps been the bigger victim 
of the injuries that this team is going through. Uh, everyone says tickle reunion in Pittsburgh. That's what Brock says. That's uh, Brock says also he followed up. He said tickle monster reunion in Pittsburgh. I think that's when uh, um, that's when Bud Dupree is eligible to come back. Ario says you're hurting my ears with all of the injured names. Ario, if you if you weren't here at the beginning, I, the reason I keep looking down, I have a cheat sheet tonight because there's so many injured players. Yeah, I don't usually have notes to do the A to Z shows uh, because it, you know I just I know the topic and that we're talking about. We're just having fun having the conversation, but there's so many injured guys that I just can't, can't I can't keep them all straight without having them right in front of me like this. But okay, so we've made it through the lists. We've talked offense and defense. We've talked who is and who isn't coming back. And I think what we've done is we put into perspective this bye week. It's going to help, right? It's going to let Golden Tate get up to speed. It gives Julio Jones a fourth week. Potentially you get him back this week. Potentially you get David Long and Tierra Tart back defensively, two impact players. But at the same time, it's not going to heal all their problems because you're still not going to have Henry. You're still not going to have A.J. Brown. And you're still not going to have Bud Dupree. And those are two three, excuse me, crucial guys for the Titans moving forward. So here's what I want to know from you guys. Here is our two rivers forward take question of the night. It's time to get you guys involved because we have been having this conversation for quite a while. We're going to play a little game here with our first question. I want to know if you all in the chat, if all of our lovely audience was granted healing powers and you could heal one player on each side of the ball for the Titans, whether they were in our first topic with a guy who, who might be back this week and you're just wanting to make him definitely back this week, or a guy in a second conversation who's not going to be back after the bye week that you're wanting to speed things up. So here's my that's, – that's our question. That's our Two Rivers Ford Tate question is you have the healing power – to heal one Titan on each side of the ball, who are you healing? We will get to those answers in just one moment. While you're thinking about it, while you're putting your answer in the chat, I want to talk to you about our friends at Two Rivers Ford because this is our Two Rivers Ford take question of the night. And the great thing about Two Rivers Ford is that they have non-commissioned salespeople. We talk about them every night on A to Z Sports Prime Time. And that's because it's the best car buying experience in the Nashville area. Because when you have commission salespeople, you get pestered, you get harassed, and you get pressured into making a decision that's not in yours, or if you have a family, your family's best interest. You know, I'm someone who I like to be very careful with my money. I like to think things through. I'm not afraid to spend, but I also want to make sure that I'm making the best decision for me and for my situation. And I don't like being pressured. I don't like, uh, you know, feeling like I'm being inched toward a decision that's not best for me. If you're like me in that regard, Two Rivers Ford is where you need to shop for a car because what they want more than anything is for you to be comfortable and for you to be able to think things through, look it over and make the best decision for you and for your family. They also have a guarantee for you where if you're looking at cars on their lot and there's a specific color or model that you have in mind that you want that they don't have on the lot, they will order it custom for you. That is the Two Rivers Ford guarantee. So why don't you give Two Rivers Ford a shout Give them a call at 800-900-1000 for the best car buying experience in the Nashville area. All right, let's see what everyone has to say as the comments are rolling in. Healing one player on offense and defense. Now, when Reed and I were talking before the show about this question, we both thought this might be a no-brainer. But in the back of my mind, I said, I think there's going to be some disagreements and as I'm looking through the chat, there certainly are. So the predominant answer that I kind of thought might be the no-brainer is Derek Henry and Bud Dupree. That's what Teron says. That's what Hen That's what Mark says. Corey says Henry and Bud. Brock says Henry and Bud. Derek says that. Uh, Frank says that. And Kenyatta says that, as did many others. But what interests me is there are some dissenters in the chat. So I saw one answer. Josh says Henry and Caleb Farley, which I think is a really interesting answer because, you know, if you're thinking about this as a game, 
Bud Dupree's going to be back in a couple of weeks. If I had the tweet, I would show you, but but Rappaport re- reported a few weeks ago that the Bud Dupree abdominal stuff is a week-to-week kind of thing. So he's coming back. Caleb Barley's not. So Josh perhaps making a, a strategic decision with this game, giving the Titans a boost to the secondary. Lane says Julio and Farley. Lane going the same direction on defense, but no Derrick Henry, no A.J. Brown. Lane wants a clean bill of health for Julio Jones, no hamstring problem. And I think that that's a smart answer too, because Julio Jones, ever since week one, has been right in and out, play three quarters, play a game, miss a game. But if, if you've got these healing powers and, and you want to make someone fully healthy, uh, a fully healthy Julio Jones on top of A.J. Brown whenever he gets back from his chest injury, uh, that would be interesting. But but see, you know, everyone's saying, Jeff says everyone's got the same answer. Royce says nobody had to think about that. But there are different answers, right? Here's another one. Uh, Brandon says Derek Henry and David Long, right? David Long, as we talked about, is a huge impact player for this Titans defense who plays linebacker like a bullet shot out of a gun. He plays with his hair on fire. And so I think having David Long back, who's missed about a month now, would be a big deal for this defense. And another dissenting answer from the majority, Eric says, A.J. Brown and Rashad Weaver. The Titans, you know, all we talked about with Weaver was Titans are finally going to have their third pass rusher. Titans are finally going to have their third pass rusher. He's hurt and they don't have a third pass rusher. So I I, I see the merit to that answer, Eric. And, And A.J. Brown, of course, you know, if not Derek Henry is probably the Titans' best offensive player. Uh, another Henry and Weaver here from Corey. Uh, Reed, producer Reed says Adrian Peterson and Will Compton. Yeah, Will Compton, the guy who told me that I needed to grow a sack. No love lost for the boy, as Titans fans lovingly refer to him. And a random comment from Frank Bruno who says he misses Khalif Raymond. Uh, nice guy. I, I wrote a story on him a couple years ago. He was super great for that. Loved talking to Khalif, but there's a reason that he had to go to the Lions to be a starter, unfortunately. A to Z Sports Primetime here on this Wednesday. I, I'm really happy with how that conversation went, the, the, the little game we played there, because I was afraid that every answer would be Bud Dupree and Derrick Henry, which would be my answer overall. And I think some of the other answers that were given that you guys put out there have some merit as I talked about, but ultimately I think that Derrick Henry was the driving force behind this team. They need him back. And as we talked about on Monday, I think Bud Dupree is a hugely underrated injury and someone that this defense really needs back. What we're going to talk about next is Derrick Henry, but not so much what he does when he's in there. We're going to talk about what's happened while Derrick Henry has been out for the Titans offense and some of the problems that they have had without Derrick Henry. But before we get into that topic, before we shift gears, I'm going to remind you that our friends at DraftKings Sportsbook, who power A to Z Sports Primetime, have a great deal going on for you right now. Because if you head to their website, DraftKings.com slash sportsbook, and you give them the promo code A to Z Sports, they will give you this. If you put $1 on any NFL team to score, when that happens, that $1 becomes $100 in free bets. That is only with the promo code A to Z sports at DraftKings.com slash sportsbook. Must be 21 years or older and present in Tennessee. To participate, restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. And if you or a loved one has a gambling problem and needs or wants help, call the Tennessee Red Line or text the Tennessee Red Line at 1-800-889-9789. So what we're going to talk about next, guys, is the biggest problem that this Titans offense has had without Derrick Henry. And I want to start with this to sort of give us some context into this conversation. So when Derrick Henry was hurt, Mike Vrabel and Todd Downing, Titans offensive coordinator, both stepped up to the podium and said, what we've got to do, what the Titans have got to do, is keep their identity. Vrabel said, we don't want to start throwing 45 times a game. Todd Downing said, you know, if it would be unfair if I jerked the wheel simply because of an injury, even if that injury is to a player as good as Derrick Henry. That's what they said needed to happen with this team. 
And what I want to talk about in this segment is the fact that I don't know that that's happened. So the last time I got to talk to Todd Downing was Wednesday, the day before Thanksgiving, week ago from today. And I asked him that question. I said, how, how much or how little have you actually had to jerk that wheel since Derrick Henry went out? How close have you guys stayed to your identity? This is going to kind of frame our conversation for tonight. This is what Todd Downing had to say. Can't jerk the wheel, have to keep offensive identity. Well, over the last three weeks, how has that gone? How close do you think that you guys have stayed? I think in, in spurts of the game, we stayed very close. You know, the first half of, of Sunday, you know, I think we showed some good things in the run game. I think we were, you know, getting the play passes uh, starting to develop or set them up a little bit. And then because of our self-inflicted wounds, the game got out of hand. And so it turned into, you know, a pass-heavy second half, um, you know, because it needed to, frankly. Uh, and, uh, you know, so I, I think we've done it in spurts, but we certainly need to be much more consistent. Done it in spurts, but need to be more consistent. That is what Todd Downing said when I asked him how closely the Titans have stayed in tune with their identity post Derrick Henry. And I think he's right. Uh, but I think that it probably is worse than he was getting at there. And that is ultimately what the biggest problem with this Titans offense has been without Derrick Henry is that it has not looked stylistically the same. Now, when Derrick Henry went out, we knew that this Titans offense was not going to be nearly as explosive because there is no one on this Titans roster or in the entire NFL, and there's only like six guys ever to put on a football helmet who run the football the way Derrick Henry does in the sense of you give him the ball and every carry is a chance to be a home run. Derrick Henry is having success, or was having success before his injury, that only players like, you know, Barry Sanders and Jim Brown and O.J. Simpson were having, right? That's how special this guy was. So we knew that this offense was going to take a step back. But what we were sort of promised by Vrabel, by Downing, is it's going to look the same stylistically. And what's happened, as Teron points out in the chat, our game, the Titans' game, their style, has not been the same without Derrick Henry. Now, Brad brings up an interesting point here as we start this conversation. Brad says the Titans had 270 rushing yards in the last game. So, you know, by that measure, they are running the football. But what's not happening is the key part of the Titans' identity, which is, as Todd Downing brought up in that comment, the play passes. Because as long as Ryan Tannehill has been the Titans' quarterback, whether it was Arthur Smith or now Todd Downing calling the plays, this team's identity, which is self-professed, right? They have said this. Their identity is run the football and then go off of that with play-action shots down the field. And though against the Patriots on Sunday, we saw 270 rushing yards, we did not see anything come off of that. Now, the injuries at wide receiver certainly have to do with that. But overall, the play action part of this team's identity, again, their identity, run the football and then go off of that with play action. The play action has been absent way too often. And the excuse that is given so very frequently is, well, far too often we're getting in second and 12, third and 11. You know, when you're behind the chains like that and you're not in a running situation, it's hard to do play action. Agreed. 100% agree. You know how you fix that? You know how you give yourself more opportunities to run play action? I was talking to Teron Davenport about this uh, at practice. I believe it was on Monday. And, and he gave this theory the two thumbs up. How about you run play action on first and 10? Right? That's a pretty darn good solution to this problem. If you're worried about having to run play action on second and 12 and third and 11, then run it on first and 10. And that's what this team is consistently not doing. 
Natropolis says the ball hadn't been passed 20 yards in the air ever since Derrick Henry. Yeah, I agree with that. It hadn't. And look, I know that you're not playing with world beaters out there, but you can construct something to take a shot. I mean, Nick Westbrook Aquino is not that fast, but you know he can outbody someone. He can probably box someone out and catch a football if you give him a chance. So I want to remind you guys, I'm going to play the Todd Downing clip one more time as we continue to have this conversation about the biggest thing that has been missing from this Titans offense. This was Downing in response again on Wednesday of last week, day before Thanksgiving, when I asked him how closely the Titans have stayed in tune with their identity since Derrick Henry got hurt. Can't jerk the wheel, have to keep offensive identity. Well, over the last three weeks, how has that gone? How close do you think you guys have stayed? I think in, in spurts of the game, we stayed very close. You know, the first half of, of Sunday, you know, I think we showed some good things in the run game. I think we were, you know, getting the play passes uh, starting to develop or set them up a little bit. And then because of our self-inflicted wounds, the game got out of hand. And so it turned into, you know, a pass-heavy second half, um, you know, because it needed to, frankly. Uh, and, uh, you know, so I, I think we've done it in spurts, but we certainly need to be much more consistent. So one thing we haven't talked about yet with this conversation, as some of you are pointing out in the chat, is the mistakes. Because as, as Downing said in that clip, again, the self-inflicted wounds have, have led to some inconsistency with the Titans. And Brad brings that up. Brad says... The Titans need less turnovers. And I think you're right because the dumb Tannehill throws, the dumb bad Des Fitzpatrick routes, and on Sunday against New England, the bad fumbles are costing this team and keeping them from executing their identity. But the problem is that even when there aren't problems, because there are those times the identity is still not really there. In fact, Sunday was the first game since Derrick Henry got hurt that you could really say the Titans had any kind of discernible rhythm offensively at all. Right? It looked pretty clunky up until then when finally against the Patriots, they were running the football and, and, and sustaining drives. It's just too many of them ended in turnovers. You don't turn, you know, Mike Brable made the comment after the Texans game that it was a miracle the Titans were even in that one as long as they were because you're going to lose 99% of the time and you turn a ball over five times and you don't get any on defense. Titans almost did the exact same thing a week later, right? A few days ago on Sunday, four turnovers on offense, none on defense. That's a problem. And that is inhibiting what Todd Downing can do. But when the mistakes haven't been there, when things have gone well, he still, they still, because it's not just downing, it's a collective effort. The identity still has not been there. Ariel Carter says, every first down we run it. And then people are going to know. Everyone and their grandmother, right, going to know that Titans are running the football. You know it's a great way to solve that? First and 10 play action. Hey, that's gonna be that's gonna be my, my I need it. We 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 need to like make t-shirts. First and ten play action. That's a solution for the Titans here. Chris Frazier says Ferkser is just bad. He certainly has been this year. Not good. Is Nate Jones okay? I don't know a Nate Jones on the Titans. Maybe this is an injury replacement I'm not aware of yet. I'm reading these sort of random comments to get to this one from Rhett who says, great point, Vrabel at times acts like he doesn't, acts like he trusts his players more than he should at times, yet he doesn't trust NWI, Nick Westbrook-Akina, or Rodgers to go long. Look, like I said, I think Nick Westbrook-Akina can probably box someone out and make a catch. And Chester Rodgers has some speed. He certainly has some juice to him. So I think maybe there's something there that you try. But overall, the Titans have not stayed in tune enough with their identity. There have been mistakes and there have been things that have hindered them. But overall, since Derrick Henry went out, this team has jerked the wheel far too much, whether they did it intentionally or otherwise, it has happened. And so off of that, another question I have for you lovely folks in the chat is this. 
Last night, we raided the Titans' defense. Actually, it was Monday night. We raided the Titans' defense without Bud Dupree. What I want you to do right now is 1 to 10, put it in the chat, rate the Titans' offense without Derrick Henry. Because we've had a pretty decent sample size. I believe it's been uh, it's been four weeks. It's been the Rams game, the Saints game, the Texans game, and then the Patriots on Sunday. We've had four games of sample size to watch this Titans offense without Derrick Henry. I want you guys to rate what you have seen 1 to 10 without Derrick Henry. As you're thinking about your number, as you're putting it in the chat, I'm going to tell you about our friend Gary Ashton and his team with Remax Advantage because Gary is the official real estate agent of the Titans and the Nashville Predators, and he holds those distinctions for a reason. Gary's catchphrase is, don't sell without the intel. And there's a reason he's able to put that on billboards all over I-65 and every major road in Nashville. I mean, just look out. You'll see some, some, some Gary stuff. And that's because Gary has the best intel in the Nashville real estate market because of his experience, because of his relationships. He's going to be able to give you the best intel and, in turn, the best competitive advantage in what is a hot and highly competitive Nashville real estate market. So if you're looking to buy or sell at the moment, Gary is where you need to go. Not anyone else. You need to go to Gary Ashton because he's going to give you the best competitive advantage. He's going to make your buying experience comfortable, and he's going to allow you to get your dream address without the stress. So whether you are looking to sell and you're looking, or whether, whether you're looking to buy and get your dream address without the stress, whether you're looking to sell, don't sell without the intel. Give Gary Ashton and his team a shout by going to GaryAshton.com to get the ball rolling on that process. Let's head to the chat. How are we rating the Titans offense 1 to 10 post Derrick Henry? Some very low numbers in the chat. I think with when we did on Monday Titans defense without Dupree, it sat at sort of like six and a half, six point five. Not here. Teron says three. Brandon says three. Derek says four. Four from Orlando, four at best, Orlando says. Three from Metal Madness. Robin says three. Mark with the highest one I've seen so far says five and a half. Four from Christine. Scoop Richardson says three, if that. Sherry says five. 5.5 5 from Kenyatta. Uh, Jacoby says four. Jolina says five. Lots of comments. Uh, Brad says you know, 4.875. Brad had to go with the calculator and get you know the TI-84 out and give us significant digits with that one. Debbie says four. King Nat 666. Don't like that name. Says three. Getting that off the screen. Will Dodson says six. Jordan says seven. I don't know why we're getting so high. Dre says the offense better than the defense. Seven offense, defense five. I don't know about that. What would I give this Titans offense without Derrick Henry? I'd go five. Eh, I think that's high. It's just been bad. Like, even on Sunday in a game where they run for 270 yards, they turn a ball over so many times that they lose the game, and it's not even close. I'm going to go four and a half. I'm going to go with what Lemetrius puts up. Because it's been bad. There's been no discernible rhythm. And even when there was discernible rhythm, they're coughing the ball up at the end of big run plays. This Titans offense is a problem. And the root of that problem, as we have talked about, is that they have completely lost their identity without Derrick Henry. Again, when Derrick Henry got hurt, we were promised, keep the identity. It's going to look stylistically the same. We knew it would be less explosive. We knew they wouldn't be scoring as many points. But it's been entirely too clunky. It's been entirely too sporadic. And that's a problem that needs to change coming out of this bye week for the Tennessee Titans. A to Z Sports primetime on this Wednesday night, powered by DraftKings Sportsbook. A reminder that if you head to their website, DraftKings.com sportsbook, and use the promo code you see there on your screen, A to Z Sports, you will receive a risk-free, I know that's a different promo. If you put $1 on any NFL team to score, that $1 becomes $100 in free bets. But that is only at DraftKings.com slash sportsbook with the promo code A to Z Sports. Here's what we're going to talk about next. 
Again, I'm Luke Worsham, Titans reporter for A to Z Sports, filling in for Buck Rising, who is in Egypt. What we're going to talk about next is Spotify Wrapped. Now, if you don't know what this is, in fact, and I wish, I'm going to pull a tweet real fast, or actually read, why don't you grab, just find any Spotify Wrapped, put it on here, so that we can show the people what this is. Because... All I have seen all day on on Twitter and Instagram is Spotify wrapped, which if you know what this is, and and Reed's going to get us a picture so that we can look at at what exactly this looks like. But basically, it's where people can share through the Spotify app, either the musical artists or the songs or the podcasts that they have listened to the most over the last year and they make it really easy to share this stuff uh and it's become a little bit polarizing and we're going to talk about some of the reasons why it's polarizing now as reed is finding us a screenshot so that we can have an idea of what this looks like i will share that i don't have a spotify wrapped i got on the spotify app this evening and clicked on it and uh, it didn't give me the option to to do my Spotify wrapped. And so I did some research, looked around online, and I found like a link that you could click that would take you to your Spotify wrapped. Turns out I don't listen to Spotify enough. The only thing I do on Spotify is podcasts uh, because as I tweeted, I actually just found this. One year ago, I tweeted that I felt left out because I'm a CD guy. I don't really listen. I don't listen to Spotify. I I get CDs usually at like McKay's or on eBay and I download them onto my phone and, and that is how I listen to music. So as a result of that, uh, yours truly does not have a Spotify wrapped. Perhaps I am a, uh, a little bit out of touch, a little bit old fashioned with that, but so this is what a Spotify wrapped looks like if you actually get one. So so Xbox put this on Twitter. And, and, and like I said, it gives you like, you know, the, the top five songs that you've listened to throughout the year. Or, and I think you can switch it to like top five artists. And you can also make it say top five podcasts. I, I've gotten tagged several times today in tweets of people saying that the No Nonsense podcast, the Titans podcast that I host, was like among their their best podcasts of the years. But all of this volume of the Spotify rap has caused a bit of a debate. And that is, do people care about the Spotify wrapped playlists? Now, someone just commented and said, Luke is 87 years old. I'm guessing that's in response to me being a, a, a CD user. Now, Derek brings up this comment. Derek says, I enjoy my own Spotify rap. It's cool to see. I think everyone agrees with that. Like you like looking at your Spotify rap. You like seeing, you know, what have I been listening to? And it's interesting, right? It's fun to look at. But what I'm asking is, do you care about other people's Spotify wrapped wrap-ups? Someone who does not is the A of A to Z Sports, Austin Stanley, who wrote this on Twitter earlier today. He said, honestly, I can't stand the Spotify end of the year stuff. I don't care what anyone else listens to every year. Now, typically, when it comes to Titans media members being referred to as a curmudgeon, I am near the top of the list. But in this case, Austin Stanley is the curmudgeon here. I think anyway. Because I like Spotify Wrapped. I think it's cool. And I'll tell you why in just a second. Before I do that, though, I want to know what you guys think. Not do you care about your own Spotify Wrapped. Do you care what your friends and what people you follow on Twitter, do you care what they have on their Spotify Wrapped? Or would you rather not see any of it because you couldn't care less? I want to know what you guys think about Spotify Wrap. Put your answers in the chat. And as you're doing that, I'm going to tell you about our friends at Brimac Heating and Cooling because they will take care of all 
of your HVAC needs. They do commercial HVAC. They do private residential HVAC. Whatever you need, they will take care of you. And the best part about Brimac is that your satisfaction is guaranteed. So you can hire them to, to, to you know, manage your stuff with a peace of mind that you can't always get at other places. So if you have any heating and cooling needs, especially as we get now into the month of December and the weather is going to keep getting colder, right? You don't want to have to deal with any of that stuff. Get Brimac on your team, on your side. And you can do that by going to Brimac.com for our podcast audience. That is B-R-Y-M-A-K.com. Do we care about Spotify wrapped? Orlando says, I don't care, but it's cool to see what other people are into. Then you do care, <laughs> Orlando. If you think it's cool, then I think that means you do care. Kenyatta says, I use Spotify like YouTube, make my playlist private because I'm listening to music of all genres. No one needs to see what my list is. Anthony says, could not care less, just Titan football. Stacy's on my team with this. Stacy says, I'm old school. I have CDs and tapes. Now, I don't do tapes. I also don't do vinyls. I have a couple of vinyls like up here, but they're just for decoration. I don't I don't have a vinyl. I, I do have a vinyl player, but it's like really old and it's a pain in the neck to get out. But my vinyls are mainly to look at. But I'm with you, Stacy. Old school. I think it's fun. Okay, let's see. Yeah, Euler says, what if you still have cassettes and eight tracks? Forget about CDs. I'm not that old fashioned. I, I'm CD guy. Um, but yes, I, I am a little bit old-fashioned. Nika says, do not care to see other people's stuff. Uh, we got more people talking about vinyls. Derek says, I listen to vinyls when I'm at home, but I like my own Spotify rap, so no, I do not really care about other people's, though. Karen says, I don't care. Um, and Karen says, yeah, okay. So, yeah, I do care about other people's Spotify rap. Not that I'm like, you know, deeply captivated by it. And by the way, if you do care what other people think about or, or, you, or you do like looking at other people's Spotify wrapped, I want you to do this. I want you to, to screenshot your Spotify wrapped or share it however the app lets you share it. I wouldn't know because I don't have one. And I want you to put that on Twitter and tag Austin Stanley in it. At Austin Stanley 81. Let him see your Spotify wrapped since we know how much he loves that content. But here's why I like Spotify rap. I just think it's cool. I think it's interesting what people listen to. I think the music that people listen to uh, perhaps says a lot about them as a person. And, you know, I, I was scrolling through Instagram stories earlier of, of friends that I follow, and I thought it was interesting to, you know, put two and two together and say, oh, you know, this person likes that artist and that person likes such and such artist. It's also fun, too, as a content creator, you know, as someone who hosts a podcast and who does a lot of shows here for A to Z Sports, uh, to see when people have our stuff and my stuff as their, you know, most listened thing. I think it was, I thought it was cool, you know, when I was, was looking at Twitter today and I was seeing people say that, you know, that the no, no Nonsense podcast was one of their most listened things. Like that, that was really cool. So I am a fan of Spotify rap. I do care what other people have and what other people post on that. It has been a fun show tonight on A to Z Sports Primetime. You all have one more night left of the Luke Worsham experience on Primetime. That will be tomorrow night at 8 p.m. Central Time. I look forward to that. Appreciate everyone tuning in. Appreciate everyone joining us. It has been a blast. We will see you all tomorrow night again at 8.